This is Jeff Garcia, and you are listening to Lockdown Spurs. Welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spurs, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. The San Antonio Spurs kicked off their regular season with a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, one twelve to one oh eight. And although uh, the Spurs did get a W, uh, there were a little bit of concerns uh, for a first game, and but a lot of bright spots. So I'm going to be joined by my colleague at News for San Antonio, Jim Lefto. Jim, uh, they got the W, so that's great. That's a good way to start the uh, season. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a pass-fail uh, system in pro sports. You either win or you lose. And, uh, when you win, everything looks rosy. When you lose, everything looks, uh, looks dark. But uh, as you mentioned, quite a few positive things that they've done uh, and a couple negatives that uh, they need to clean up. Oh, yeah, exactly. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right into this. Obviously, the, uh, uh, you know, all eyes were on DeMar DeRozan, his regular season Spurs debut. And uh, after a little bit of a shaky start, wow, he really lit up the AT&T Center. Yeah, I was impressed with his game, uh, his whole demeanor. Um, you know, we were concerned with uh, how the offense would work with both him and Aldridge, and I think uh, those concerns uh, were allayed. Uh, they, they worked fine together. Uh, they combined for 49 points, and that was on a tough shooting night uh, for Aldridge. Uh, I was impressed not only with uh, DeRozan scoring, but his passing ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had four assists and would have had three or four more if, if Aldridge uh, had a jump shot going. <laughs> he missed some open looks from DeMar. But, you know, if, 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 our, if Aldridge can have an off-shooting night and still score 21 and get 19 rebounds and go along with DeMar's 28, uh, that, that puts you in pretty good shape. So I think that's a real positive that uh, the Big Two uh, played like the Big Two uh, against a tough team. You know, Minnesota's a quality uh, opponent. Uh, they've got some it's a depth uh, depth laden roster that uh, puts them in good shape to go to the playoffs again if they can uh, you know get their act together. Uh, their problems are off the court, but uh, on the court, uh, Minnesota's a good opponent, and it was a really nice opening night test for the Spurs. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the uh, Aldridge DeRozan uh, connection there because outside of just simply stats and you know how they worked off each other, they had a really good team chemistry. Just the chemistry, the the bond was already there. You saw at the end of the game. Uh, you know, DeRozan was a huge smile, Lamarck smiling too. Um, DeRozan was really pushing for LMA to get that 20th rebound. Um, you, you know, you like to see that out of your two all-stars, uh, heading into the new season. Well, it was nice too. Uh, I think DeMar, uh, missed uh, driving a little to the basket. There was uh, Aldrich to clean it up. And uh, yeah. a couple times DeMar would penetrate and kick it out to Marcus. Uh, but again, maybe if Aldrich uh, had that jumper going, uh, he'd have finished for 30. Uh, but it was, uh, it was nice to see, uh, for guys that hadn't played a regular season game together. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't have known it. Uh, they seemed to have pretty good chemistry. And, and at the end of the game, when it came time to win, uh, the ball was in DeMar's hands and, uh, he won it. Um, you know, you know, help winner hit a couple of yeah. shots, but, uh, he's, he's gonna be, uh, I think everything Spurs fans had hoped. Uh, he's a great offensive talent. Uh, he's a good team player. Uh, he passes the ball extremely well. Uh, we knew he could shoot. Uh, a little work to be done on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the only negative for his game. Uh, he got beat backdoor, uh, pretty badly one time. And again, I don't think defense is his primary area of concern. But uh, as the season goes on, I would expect improvement in that area. But certainly when he's got the ball, he's, he's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I believe he went on his own 6-0 run in the fourth quarter to uh, put away uh, the Wolves um, when it was getting really dicey. And the Wolves were just being the pesky Wolves and just would not go away. So, yeah, DeMar DeRozan really shined in his uh, Spurs regular season debut. Popovich uh, even gave uh, DeMar uh, a bit of a kudos, uh, saying that he's learning on the fly, that he's in an awkward position to try to get this system kind of in a crash course uh, mentality. 
But if this is a crash course mentality, Jim, I take it every game. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, he got up 21 shots. That's probably about what we would expect, maybe a few more. Uh, Aldridge uh, got up 23, so that's, uh, that's 44 shots between them. And if uh, those guys shoot uh, close to 50%, uh, that's nice. Uh, it's nice to go into each game if you can get 20 points out of your two big scorers, and it's uh, really a matter for the supporting cast. And uh, the supporting cast was, was pretty solid last night. One other um, like storyline heading into to last night's game uh, was the point guard spot. Everybody knows what happened to Dan Antonio in the uh, preseason. We're just hit hard by the injury bug to DeJounte Murray, Derek White, uh, Lonnie Walker. Uh, so they went with Bryn Forbes. What did you think of Bryn Forbes as he took the reins uh, for game one? Yeah, the whole debut. Um, you know, got the double figures and points, which we see that he would. He's a good shooter. Uh, a little bit of foul trouble, uh, a little bit of uh, defensive uh, issues. Uh, you know, he was not the, uh, the star defensive player last night. Uh, no. and it goes off for Jeff Teague at 27 points, and at one point kind of took over the game. And it was pretty obvious against the, you know, star offensive guards. Uh, Spurs are going to have some issues there. Uh, they're going to have to maybe do some, some defense by committee or, or help out a little bit more because uh, that's not his forte. But um, I thought he, he played well uh, with DeRozan. You know, DeRozan handled the ball quite a bit. Uh, so you might not see uh, it be a traditional point guard, shooting guard kind of situation. But uh, I thought he played well. You know, a lot of pressure on him. And, uh, you know, Spurs fans uh, remember what he, he showed last year in terms of his shooting ability. And now they're going to see need to see more of an all-around court game. And I think uh, for, for, you know, his debut as a, as a starting point guard, and I thought it went rather well. Yeah, look, you know, Bryn, you know, he's obviously given it his all on the defensive end. We know what he can do offensively. Popovich told reporters after the game that Bryn is simply kicking butt and giving 100% on the defensive end. But one thing I liked him towards the end of the game, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, Bryn was in foul trouble, serious foul trouble, five fouls, uh, but he was just all out hustle still, fighting through picks, trying to break, uh, you know, not let his man get away from it. And uh, was really being a disruptive force. Uh, I got to like, you got to like that as a young guy. Yeah, he definitely has given an effort on defense. Uh, usually that's what it takes to play great defense, but uh, he was up a pretty, against a pretty tough matchup. You know, he probably doesn't get the uh, the props that a lot of the star point guards get around the league, but uh, he's a quality player. He's quick. He goes to the whole well. So, uh, you know, it's a tough first night matchup for Forbes, but I thought, to, you know, I'd give him a B, you know, maybe even a B plus uh, for, for surviving. You know, a lot of Spurs fans think that fouling out of the game is, you know, the worst thing in the world. Uh, you know, when Forbes got five fouls, and what would happen if he fouled out? You know, you know you're, you're playing salty defense and, and giving it your all, you're going to pick up fouls. And it's mm-hmm. not the end of the world to foul out. Uh, he, he gave him a good game, and I don't know that he's the guy that's going to take the last second shot anyway in a, in a, in a situation like that. So I, I, that doesn't bother me that a guy picks up four or five fouls or even occasionally fouls out. Uh, I'd be more concerned if <laughs> Minnesota when, when her big man fouls out. Carl Anthony Downs, after, you know, a real a lackluster effort on their part, on his part, um, if any, you know, Fingers need to be pointed uh, for how Minnesota lost the game. It'd be at their big man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that, that's a different kind of foul situation. They didn't have a, a viable backup behind him. But, but Forbes, the uh, talented team, he's, he's probably going to get in foul trouble on nights when he's uh, you know, having to guard the, the Chris Pauls of the world and the Jeff Teagues that are quick. But uh, I like his headiness. Uh, he's a savvy player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you mentioned about Minnesota uh, losing. Uh, I guess they forgot how to foul when the game is close at the end of the, <laughs> the game. The game was on the line yet. Minnesota was not out of it. They just had to play the foul game, and they just forgot to foul DeMar DeRozan. 
Yeah, they, they, they weren't smart at the end. They were also out of timeouts. They were late, yeah. so it was not their, their best moment. But, uh, you know, it's not just the Spurs that are, you know, putting talent together. And, uh, you know, it was a first game they had some issues with Jimmy Butler. And he hasn't practiced much or played much with the team, and uh, that showed. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of talent on that minute oh, yeah. roster. Um, it would not surprise me at all if they, uh, you know, last year I think they matched the Spurs with 47 wins. And uh, those teams still look pretty evenly evenly paired against each other. So they, they may have similar kind of seasons again this year. Yeah, and um, hopefully at the end of the day, though, the Spurs get into the postseason and not Minnesota. But uh, Jim and I, we're going to take a quick break, but we're not done, not even by a mile. So uh, hang tight, or we're going to come back and discuss a few other things from the Spurs in one of the regular season W. So hang on tight. Okay, we are back, and I am joined by Jim Lefko of East Force San Antonio. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jim Lefko. Uh, Jim, another, I guess, maybe a, a buddy uh, storyline that came to you know, the top before the game was Jakob Pertl. Popovich decided to go with a young Austrian over Pal Gasol. Uh, Pal got benched, and Pertl started. That, you know, if you saw on social media, Spurs fans were loving it. They were applauding or getting up off their chairs, loving it. What did you think of the move? Yeah, I call that a situational starter. Um, mm-hmm. One concern with minutes. Uh, Pirtle played seven minutes last night. Uh, I'll just, I'll play 22. There you go. Um, I, would <laughs> think, I would think those numbers would get closer to being, being even, but uh, just because the guy starts, uh, I don't put that much significance in it. Uh, Pau Gasol led the team in passing last night. Uh, six assists. Uh, DeRozan had four. Nobody else had more than two. So, you know, people want to want to you know give give all a hard time. He's not going to be uh, an All Star again, most likely. Um, but he gives the Spurs uh, quite a presence in there. Uh, seven rebounds, six assists. Uh, you know, scored five points, uh, twenty-two quality minutes. So I don't put that much stock in Turtle starting. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasn't particularly impressive. Uh, I think he's got plenty of room to grow. You know, two or four from the field with four points and, uh, and four rebounds. So mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, he played a few minutes at the start of the game, and I can't remember if he start the second half too and played another few minutes. But that was it. Uh, he's not on the floor at crunch time, and he still has to figure you know his way into the rotation. So uh, you're going to see a lot more uh, development out of Pirtle. Uh, but the fact that he started, I don't think that really you know, was a huge factor in the game. And, uh, and Powell had good things to say about it ahead of time, and uh, he's kind of got that Edmonton Ginobili attitude that mm-hmm. it's the best of the team. And if Popovich is bringing him off the bench. I think more importantly is look at those minutes. And if he's, he's playing in the mid-20s, and he's going to be contributing somewhere to how he did last night. So, so a solid contribution from him and, and more room for growth for Pirtle. Yeah, Pirtle did uh, at one moment bring the uh, crowd at the 18th Center up off their feet. Um, it was a nice put-back dunk. But, you know, it was limited minutes. Um, he, you know, he still has room to grow, as you mentioned. But as far as Pal Gasol, his all-star days are over. Uh, listeners, let's go right in Pal Gasol. When the All-Star Battle for fans come out, let's just write them in right now. Um, That'd be an interesting move. Uh, I don't know how far that would go, but uh, he contributes like he did last night. Uh, He's certainly playing a key role for the Spurs so far. Oh, for for anybody out in Spain or listening right now, speak English. Uh, you know, you, you know what you have to do. I mean, if they did it for Yao Ming uh, when he was playing, they could do it for uh, China. That is, can do it for Yao Ming. They could do it for. Uh, for pals, thing. Uh, but no, there were there were some, there were a lot of other bright spots. Uh, but uh, you know, I hate to be uh, the downer here, but I got to bring up something that I thought was very uh, negative: is that uh, the defense was very suspect. I believe it was in the uh, third quarter. The Spurs gave up thirty plus points um, to Minnesota and um, did not sit well with me. And they allowed uh, Minnesota to go uh, to start the second half on a six zero run to close that 
gap, they saw the 11-point lead evaporate. Uh, Jim, uh, is this still a work in progress, or you know, or is this something that needs to be really concerned as the season moves on? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's very much a concern and a work in progress. Uh, that was not a great defensive effort. Uh, Spurs fans are used to uh, seeing this team lead the league with uh, you know the defensive statistics. Uh, this does not look like the kind of team that's going to do that. Um, it's funny that uh, with all the players they lost, everybody looked at the points that, that walked out the door, but uh, maybe they did pay over. That was overshadowed by the fact that uh, hey, there's a lot of defensive uh, yep. intensity and, and skill also walked out the door. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've got some work to do. There's communication that needs to go on on the court. Uh, I mentioned that backdoor layup that DeRozan gave mm-hmm. up. Uh, Forbes, you know, kind of getting torched by T. Um, it's not a real strong defensive backcourt. Uh, I think their front court and the front line will be a little bit stronger, but I don't know that this team is uh, going to have the kind of steals and block shots that uh, they're known for. You know, yeah. Leonard, uh, Leonard was a steal machine, and uh, Forbes had a couple last night, but uh, as a team, they only came up with three steals. And sometimes not only is that a great defensive opportunity, but then uh, that leads to an offensive opportunity. Yeah. They're not going to get a lot of those. Didn't block a lot of shots. You know, Aldridge is always good for a few, but uh, it's not a big shot blocking team. So, yeah, there's, there's work that needs to be done on the defensive end. But uh, I like the front court. You know, uh, you know, those, those big guys are you know pretty salty. It's the back court where I think most of the defensive concerns are at this point. Yeah, it, it was the uh, for me that a third quarter. Uh, my initial thought was, oh no, this is where uh, the glaring weaknesses that defense is going to rear its ugly head, and this could spell the doom of San Antonio, at least for uh, the game. And I, mean, I was thinking at that point, like, wait, you know, Spurs going to drop a home opener, but luckily they didn't, because that offense uh, shined, and uh, the Spurs did their best. They buckled down in that uh, fourth quarter to close out the game. Uh, let's talk about another guy, Rudy Gay. You, you know, he could be the X factor for San Antonio this whole season. If he could be that third option uh, alongside Demar and Aldridge, I mean, the Spurs could have themselves a nice little trio there, Jim. Yeah, yeah, he was you know third leading scorer last night uh, with 18 points, uh, quality points in 23 minutes, had seven rebounds. Uh, you know, go on with Aldridge's 19. Uh, you know, he was those guys were a force on the boards. You know, you get 52 rebounds and out rebound a team like Minnesota. You got to be proud of that. You know, Gay's that savvy veteran. Uh, he can do it all. Got the mid-range jumper. Um, goes to the whole well. Plays solid defense. Uh, uh, I like him in the starting lineup. I think uh, that front line with with Gay and Aldridge together is, is a strong one. Um, and, and the bench still had enough strength to outscore Minnesota's bench. So I don't, Rudy Gay is somebody you can pencil in anywhere to do anything. And uh, we've talked about before how good he is off the court as well as on the court. So mm-hmm. yeah, if he's the third member of that big three, uh, that's pretty impressive. You know, three guys all you know, 18 points or more and quality minutes. So, yeah, I, I like his game. Uh, he's got to be a very reassuring person uh, for Puppetus to have on this roster as they go through all the, the changes uh, that they've gone through this year. Yeah, I, be, I believe at one point uh, the, the, the possible new big three in San Antonio, including uh, Gay, um, the, the trio has themselves 11-point each. Uh, you know, you'd love to see that, uh, especially, you know, seeing a, some good chunk of offense leave the San Antonio Spurs in the offseason, you know, we mentioned Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, my engine over to a certain degree, that was, he was good for 8, 9, 10 points a game, so, um, yeah, good production out of Rudy Gay, hopefully that continues, and seriously, Jim, what's the injury? Uh, you could have fooled me, I mean, there are obviously with Popovich being, uh, and the coaching staff being overly cautious with him. 
Yeah, he, he looked healthy and good to go, and I think he's really enjoying uh, his second piece on life. And uh, it kind of spilled over to a lot of the veterans, you know, kind of like Don Ellie coming off the bench and hitting some threes. Burton mm-hmm. hit some big threes. I mean, the guys that uh, the Spurs fans know are the ones that, uh, you know, did most of the scoring. So it's funny how we spend the training camp and preseason talking about some of the new faces and the younger guys and all that. But when it comes time for the real games and the time to win a game, it's the, it's the familiar faces, it's the veterans, it's the guys we would expect that are going to, you know, determine winning and losing. And that's as it should be. You know, the Spurs have a good core of, uh, of nine or ten guys in their rotation right now. And uh, each of them contributed to the victory last night. All right. So, uh, Jim and I, we're going to take another break. But when we get back, we're going to put a wrap on this episode and give our final thoughts on the Spurs. And maybe just look ahead at the uh, next game for San Antonio versus Portland. So, hang on tight. Okay, Jim, we are back. And let's going to put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Uh, your final thoughts from the Spurs' uh, win, home opening win, 112-108 over Minnesota. Well, it's a nice way to start the season. You know, we've got a, a couple of tough road games coming up, and, uh, you know, it's much easier to hit the road when you're 1-0 than 0-1. Not that that would have been fatal, but uh, you know, they've had a lot of changes this year. Uh, people didn't know what to expect, and I think it was, it was kind of a – uh, a nice, satisfying win for Spurs fans, maybe a little closer than it needed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe down the stretch, it could have gone either way. But uh, those are the kind of games that the winning teams pull out. And uh, I think they showed their fans that this is going to be a fun team to watch this year. Yeah, I, I think I was on social media last night saying, you know, it's too early for a nail buyer Spurs. It's way too early. <laughs> I don't need to start the season. But it was a fun uh, game. But I'm glad you mentioned the fans of that. That was going to be my final point. The Spurs, uh, Marta Rose and Al Gasol, to a team, after the game, told reporters that they, they credited a lot of the win to the fan energy. Uh, DeMar Moses said he, he felt the love again. Uh, that Calvis all, he took his hat to Spurs fans. Uh, you, you know, you can hear the AT&T Center alive. And I thought that was very good considering the options the Spurs had. And a lot of Spurs fans maybe feeling a little down as the season was, uh, you know, about to start. Well, there's always a big change from the preseason to the yeah. regular season. You know, as exciting as it might be to watch preseason games, they don't count. They don't matter. Fan enthusiasm isn't the same. Yeah. Winning or losing a preseason game just doesn't matter. Boom. You know, the switch goes off when the, the regular season starts, and it matters. And the uh, fans are invested. Players were invested. And there was drama last night, you know. that You know, you could argue, uh, you know, they won it on offense, but you could also argue it was a nice defensive stop uh, with Derek Rose mm-hmm. and that shot late in the game that's under pressure. Um, that, that actually was maybe the key play of that game. So, you know, a lot of fun things to talk about. A uh, great first night uh, in for the W, and uh, fans went home happy. And fans who watched on TV or listened on the radio uh, had to enjoy what they saw or heard. So, all in all, uh, definitely a thumbs up for their their opening night performance. Yeah, and um, the Spurs, as mentioned right before the break, will next um, be on the road. They're going to be taking on the uh, Portland Trailblazers for the Spurs road opener. Uh, Jim, how do you see that game uh, coming down to you? Well, it's always fun, you know, Marcus Elders is not the most popular player when he comes back, and with each visit back there, you know, the, mm-hmm. the fan vitriol, you know, minimizes a little bit, but, uh, you know, the Spurs teams in the past have made their mark on the road, you know, a lot of teams have good home records, but, uh, boy, if you can win more than you lose on the road, that's the mark of a, of a really, you know, competitive, uh, successful team, so we'll see how it goes. We've got a, a couple opportunities here to play, you know, playoff-level teams, and uh, we'll see what the start of the season is like on the road when uh, the fans are cheering against you, and uh, we'll see... Uh, you know, if they can channel that negative energy into something positive for themselves. But uh, I like where they're at right now. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, really focusing on, uh, again, uh, Bryn Forbes. As, uh, he has a big pack ahead of him, that being Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, uh, 
uh, you know, he handled them. Jeff Teague, that was a good test. Um, but, um, you know, as the season goes on, you know, that point guard spot is really going to be tested and is going to get a big one uh, versus Portland. So uh, all hands on deck, Jim. Um, Spurs uh, got their work cut out for them. But it should be an entertaining game, fun game. And, um, you know, just. Hope they get a W, Jim. That's all I want. <laughs> well, even more than yeah, even yeah. more than that, you're probably that you want to see that effort uh, continue yeah. to be sustained because you know games like last night they can go either way, and sometimes uh, the shot by Rose goes in, and the shot by the Rose doesn't. Um, so you know if you're there and you're competitive and you're, you're there night in night out, and even the comments from the Minnesota locker room last night, they were pleased with their effort. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what coaches want to see during the season when you're still figuring things out, and you might have some awkward turnovers or defensive lapses. If the effort's there and if the yeah. intensity is there, and, and that's the that's a fun thing to watch, and I would think that the Spurs team has shown uh, that that's going to be there uh, from the first road game on. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing is can they sustain that level of, of competition and that effort uh, on the road in Portland? Yeah, and, and prior to the uh, Spurs Minnesota game, uh, Coach Thibodeau, uh, Minnesota's coach, um, <laughs> he was asked uh, by reporters, uh, so yeah, so the Spurs, what do you think of them? And just I'm paraphrasing here. He, he just said, you know, what changed? They're still going to be good. So, you know, he uh, he took it back to the Spurs and bringing in, um, you know, guys like Bellinelli, as you mentioned, and Dante Cunningham. So, um, hey, you know, they're seeing something that um, they, being you know, sports critics, coaches, you know, see some good things out of San Antonio. So hopefully that continues and the Spurs uh, make the best of it in the regular season. But Jim and I are done talking. We want to hear what you have to say. Were you happy with the Spurs win? Were you not? There were some uh, issues that you need to address. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursZone or email me at JeffGarcia74.gmail.com. And uh, before I turn the mic over to Jim, you can read and catch everything we do at the Spurs Zone, which you can find at News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Just go there, look for the Spurs Zone, and trust me, you, Jim, I'm pretty sure you saw this, or you heard of this in the station. The thing is, all over the Spurs, I think that's what the tagline is uh, when the sports department covers it. The Spurs Zone follows that and then some. So go to the Spurs Zone. Jim's articles there. My articles are there. Everybody's articles are there. Check it out. Jim? I, I like the fact that uh, you always give us a nice tease, and uh, not only what you can find on the websites, but uh, also on, on Twitter. As you mentioned before, I'm at Jim Lefko. Always happy to interact with uh, folks that have strong opinions. So bring them on. Yeah, exactly. And strong opinions at Jim. Uh, are you okay? You're, you're really getting some strong opinions on social media. Well, if you write things that people don't respond to, then uh, that's boring. So uh, you don't want to throw out some opinions. Some people agree. Some people disagree. But uh, that's what makes it fun to follow a team like the Spurs. All right. There you have it. Follow Jim on Twitter at Jim Lesko. But for Jim, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs. <laughs> 